This is Hockey Central on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, yeah, the music is here. We're ready to go. A brand new week. Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon. One hour of hockey talk to get you ready for the big show arriving at 2 o'clock right here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. We've got some questions we are going to uh, look at in segment two, Logan and I, about the NHL teams that reside in Western Canada. But first, as we do every time at this time, let's talk to Lou. Flames Insider, Peter Lubardius, brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovations should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group, now offering Air Miles Reward Miles. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. Wow, Lou, that is that is a sharp tag. Jordan brought it. That sounds good. Gemini's back. Gemini is back, and we're delighted to have them, and we've been delighted to have them for a long, long time. Curtis and company over there, we uh, we really appreciate you, and uh, that business, I understand, has uh, been very, very busy in COVID times with people doing lots of renovations, so... Hopefully uh, they're busier and I'll get out. Yeah, give them a call. Give them a shout if you're thinking about doing something big or small for sure. Lou, it's great to have you back. It is Monday. Lots to talk about as uh, Calgary Flames 2021 prospect training camp will begin uh, later this week. And, uh, you know, we got the list of players and there's some very interesting names. I have circled five. Uh, You have circled five. Yes. Well, five I want to ask you about. Okay. And... Um, I, I do want, it was about this time last year, and we talked about, well, first when he got drafted, uh, and then uh, his season that was kind of, uh, you know, like all junior teams up and down because of, of COVID. Where do you come out with the progression or lack of same from defenseman Jeremy Poirier? Well, you know, Jeremy, it's interesting you bring him up just because in terms of pure offensive gifts, a member of the St. John Sea Dogs um, has, you know, outstanding skill. And yet, you know, there has always been um, need for Jeremy to be much, much better away from the puck. And, you know, that's the great thing, Kelly, about these kind of camps is because, you get a real look-see. And the other thing that was beneficial is remember this, if people don't. So if you played in the Quebec League last year, you didn't quite get a full season, but you were pretty darn close. So it was an advantage last year to be in that particular league. Now, you know, if any of the defensemen in the Flames system who we're not really familiar with in terms of you know, pure offensive ability, you know, he might, Kelly, be at the top of the list. But you have to get the other part of it figured out if you want to play. And that might even be more more important now under the current head coach than it's ever been. Yeah, I don't don't think you can kind of, like, shirk that. That is not going to work. But have, did we find out, did he, did he make a, a, a jump when it came to the defensive play? Or, you know, or no? the, the, the people that I talked to said that there was certainly progression in that part of the game. And he knew, he knew that they're absolutely 100% like had to be. It was, it was not really negotiable for him in terms of 
you know, trying to make it to another level. So, you know, the good news is when you're 19 years old, there's still time and generally defensemen, you know, they take more time. So, you know, that's that's the intel that I've had on him is that is there a ways to go still? Absolutely. But did he make some progress? Yes. That's all I needed to hear. That sounds like uh, that sounds like good news and I'm I'm fascinated to see where that young guy ends up and if he's a project that that works out, but we'll begin to see a little bit more, obviously, with another yeah. professional. And Kelly, team. the other thing is too, not everybody gets thirty-seven points in thirty-three games and has nine more in six playoff games. So yeah, yeah that's what I you mean. know that that yeah. that'll just tell you that you know this guy isn't run of the mill when it comes to the offensive side, but the defensive side is just it's got to get better and it's got to you know maybe not catch up, but it can't be a liability. So. Okay, so the hope is, I mean, he's got that God-given ability as uh, offensive defenseman. That you just can't teach that. The the hope is that you can teach defensive responsibility and yes. spacing and all the stuff that you need to know how to do. So there we go. That's Jeremy Poirier. Uh, the other, the other. Well, I got a, well, a few more to go. Uh, let's go to the goalie, Dustin Wolf. He just keeps progressing in everything he does. Um, this is going to be a key, key year for him to see if he's a long-term project or something that is maybe a little quicker as to getting his uh, pro career going. Tell you know, everyone talks about his height. I mean, he's five eleven. I mean, it's not not like he's short, but I mean, like for goalies. Well, but in, in goalie in goalie speak right now, you know, if you're not six two, um, you know, you are short as far as the modern day goalie is concerned. You know, the one thing that never really changes with Dustin is that, you know, and I remember having a conversation a couple of years ago, you know, with the Flames now head of goaltending. Um, and, and he just talked about the fact that, you know, this is a young man who has elite hockey IQ in terms of his understanding of the game, his positioning, and, you know, the other great thing for him last season, because of the scenario early in the Western Hockey League, was, Kelly, he had some time with Stockton. Yeah. And, you know, I I was there on his opening night in the American League, and it did not go very well. But in typical, um, you know, him fashion, he reeled it in, had a couple of really good starts, ended up going back. Obviously he represented the United States. He was not their number one guy. Spencer Knight who finished the year in Florida with the Panthers was the Americans number one guy. Um, I'm excited about him. I I really am. I think, I think if any goalie can overcome the size and be more of a, you know, a, a UC Soros type is the first, you know, smallish goalie that I think about in this day and age in the National Hockey League. I think he has all the fundamentals and and great IQ and so again, you're not in a rush. And that's that's the thing of beauty. You know, if he doesn't find his way to the NHL for a couple more years, that's fine. You know, in a perfect world with Jacob Markstrom Kelly Right probably near the tail end of Jacob's, you know, best time is when you'd want someone like Dustin to be ready to go. 
And I think when you look at the projection and the years, it looks like a fit. But guess what? We know with goalies, it doesn't always work that way. An important, Lou, in terms for, for Dustin especially is a currently crowded crease, it looks like, in Stockton this year. Yeah, he, well, needs, he needs 30 games or so. Yeah, yeah. you want him to play, and, and now there's a significant number of of prospects there. And I understand from an organizational standpoint, look, you, you want to take as many chances on guys that you think have that, but for, for Dustin, he needs to he needs to play, right? Well, he, he does, and, and I think he will get that number of games. Um, you know, unless his play doesn't necessarily – merit that many games so yes there's people there but logan i'll ask you when you look at the list do you you see anyone in that grouping that you think is more prominent now you know tyler parsons is a guy that you know has been through a lot and i think everybody including myself is always hoping that you know we see something we were hoping to see when he came out of you know, his great junior career in London and helped the United States in 2017 to a world junior gold medal. But, you know, right now, Dustin's progression has been excellent. You know, another just almost too good for the Western League by the time he went back last year. The numbers are as silly as you'll ever see. Um, yeah, so he's going he's gonna to get some time. Chatting with Peter Labardi right here on Sportsnet 960, the fan talking about the Flames prospects uh, training camp, which starts uh, Wednesday uh, with some uh, fitness testing and that kind of stuff. Then they will play on the ice uh, sessions Thursday, Friday, and then a rookie game coming up on uh, Saturday at five o'clock up in Edmonton, which will be on these very airwaves and streamed yes. on our. So that's kind of cool. Get the boys back at it, and then they will do the same thing here in. Can't Calgary. imagine Lou's looking forward to that one at all. Oh, rookies! Back, oh, back the in boss a making box. me come in on a weekend <laughs> uh, to do a terrible. prospect game. Uh oh. So that's. Uh, that's I don't enjoy. Of- I don't enjoy the prospect <laughs> side of things. Well, speaking of those prospects, I, I have a couple more on my list here. Um, okay. Jacob Pelche, uh, big pick there a few years ago. Sometimes mm-hmm. you, you forget about these guys because you try and find out, you know, what's going on. It was a weird year. But how did he do last year, and what's reasonable for him this year? Well, what's reasonable for him, I don't think there's any question, is, you know, regular duty in the American Hockey League. Um, you know, had a stellar year as the captain in Valdor. Um, more importantly, thought he had a just a terrific World Junior Championship in Edmonton. Um, he's incredibly intelligent. His leadership abilities are off the charts. Um, everyone you talk to about Jacob, you know, talks about just what a special, special young man he is. Um, great teammate, good on both sides of the puck, has a really good motor. Um, they're lucky to have him. He's going to play. There's, there's absolutely zero doubt in my mind he's going to play. Now, whether it's this year, um, I, we're going to see him, Kelly, no doubt in my mind in the preseason. I'll be shocked if he doesn't play a few games in the preseason. And, you know, just because in last week we spent a lot of time talking about, you know, a lot of veteran ads on this team. Um, so for Jacob, that's 
that's where I see him. I, I see him being indoctrinated in his first year of pro hockey, um, and, and I don't think it's going to be too many more years down the road where he's a legitimate, legitimate contender to play for the Calgary Flames. I just There's just too much going for this guy. And we'll end my, uh, my questions with uh, the letter Z. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, had a pretty good, <laughs> I had a pretty good idea you might go there. Yeah, um, uh, Connor Zari. Um, yeah, Connor, Connor Zari, good Saskatoon kid. Um, again, showed well at the World Junior last year at an unbelievable camp in Red Deer. Was probably a little on the outside looking in at that point in time. Um, earned his way... Uh, love his offensive mind. He sees the game at a high level. I thought his skating got better last year. I saw some progression in that side. Um, liked what I saw of him in a few games as well in the American League when he played with Stockton. Certainly didn't look out of place at all. You know, went back to Kamloops and played 10 or 12 and, you know, did exactly what you thought he might do there. So, you know, of, of all the of all the young prospects forward wise in the system, you know, the Flames are desperately hoping that in his case it plays out and you know, maybe down the road he has a, a top six type opportunity. And again, you know, it's gonna be a year for him like his buddy, Mr. Pelche, where, you know, they'll get more than their uh, fair taste of life in the American League and, and all that goes hand in hand. So, you know, those two forwards, obviously, they're not the only two, but those two guys, when you're thinking about who's going to make their way to the Calgary Flames roster, it's it's hard not to put them there. Um, you know, depending on, and probably the only disappointing part, and it's just because of how it is, is we don't get a chance this week to look at Matthew Coronado, the most recent first-round pick of the Flames, is on his way to Harvard. He won't be at camp. And then a guy that I just have a sneaking suspicion down the road who's going to be a bit of a sleeper, their second-round pick, who played for Sweden at the World Under-18, big six-foot-three winger William Stromgren, who's already off to a nice start in his junior league back home with Rogla with four points in his first three games over there. So, you know, it's it's an exciting time, and there's certainly um, – it's funny because when I sent you guys the note, none of the guys you've asked me about were on my list. <laughs> well, there you go. That's tomorrow. I had, I, I had a, I, I had a great feeling. I knew what your list was going to be. Yeah. Um, but, but there's some other guys that I'm quite excited about. Well, the thing is about this list and this group of guys is that, I've been doing this a while, and I've been around, you know, this market for a long time, and there are some there are some real prospects on this list. You don't have to go back too far, you know, back to the 90s and early 2000s. There wasn't a lot of, you know, really top-end prospects. Lots of guys, but not prospects. Right. Here, this, uh, a guy that we saw, God, when was that? When I drove through a snowstorm in September uh, it, to Red Deer or back from Red Deer, Um Dmitry Zavgorodny, what uh, what can you tell us about his progress, and is he a bit of a, a dark horse to maybe? Well, I've 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 always liked this player. Um, in my viewings last year, when he played with Stockton, 
I'm not sure that I saw at times quite the progression. He was banged up a little bit too. Um, you know, even when you think about that game, Kelly, that you're referring to, he was outstanding in that particular game in Red Deer that night and that year. The next year, I didn't think he was quite as impactful, but skates well, good skill. And the thing about Dimitri that I really like is that, you know, he, he he's a really good energy guy. You know, he skates well, he gets in on the four check, he's got pretty good speed. He doesn't shy away. He's usually right in the middle of things. So, um, you know, but this is one of those scenarios where he's at a point now and the age that he's at and a number of these, you want him to be one of your better forwards. Like it's time, like you, you don't want any drop off. It's time. Yeah. It's time to say, yeah, I know I was picked in the seventh round and, you know, I've done a really good job in my progression. But after a few years, you know, you're getting closer. And people are going to start deciding whether you're on the road or whether you're not on the road. And, and I think the other thing that we haven't spoken about, guys, is guess who isn't coming to rookie camp? I don't see Adam Ruzichka's name anywhere. Yeah, that's always that that sign that maybe you've made it when you're not on that list. We've had guys that sometimes have gone to two or three. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't want to do this. It's, it's kind of like being an all-star in the American hockey league. You don't want to do that twice. Right. You know, like, like it's, it's, it's cool that you come to this, but then you want to make that graduation. Yeah. And, and, you know, of, of, of anybody, you know, he's, you know, obviously you don't see Glenn Godden there either. Um, you know, when you think about people down in your lineup with a chance to, to really push, well, you know, those are a couple of, I think, pretty prominent guys. But, you know, it's, they've kind of passed that time. And that's good because, you know, you have some new people to look at, whether it's Ryan Francis, a forward who, you know, has had really good numbers in the Quebec League, Rory Cairns, who plays in Sault Ste. Marie, who, you know, was invited to Canada's National Junior Summer Camp this summer in Calgary. Um, you know, Cole Hawkins, who's another six foot three winger out of Acadie Bathurst, who put up good numbers and, and was the Flames' third round pick. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, if you will, mismatch of guys who have been there before and, and newcomers. And then, as we talked about today in a couple of cases, you know, we won't get to see the first and second round picks of the team most recently, you know, in Coronado and Stromgren. Just a big picture question for you, Lou. What is this kind of, what do these rookie camps really do for these young guys coming in? I know that it's probably a very cool experience for them. It's the beginning of their hockey year again. We haven't had these in certain situations over the last year or so because of the pandemic. But what does this really do for their future, for their development? It's always great to get your eyes on it, but really it's two quick games against Edmonton's prospects for a bunch of guys that don't normally play together. What can they gain from this sort of experience? Well, well, they can gain a lot. And, and I don't think it's a simple answer, Logan, either, because I think it's different. You know, Kelly brought up Dimitri's Avgarodny. Well, it's different for him than it's going to be for Cole Hawkins. 
you know, so, so there's a real difference in terms of, um, you know, for, for the young guys who've never been here, never done that before. Like it's a first, like it's an exciting, it's an exciting time. And it's, what I would say is, you know, not only just amongst your own team peers, but in those games against Edmonton, depending on what their list looks like, it's it's a really good comparison piece to Logan, depending on, you know, where you are. But big picture, I wouldn't put it all in one big painting just because of the difference between whether you've done it once or whether you've done it twice or in some cases whether this is go-around number three different expectations, different things that should already have been learned. So it's different. But, yeah, it's it's a great kickoff. And more than anything, you know, when you start playing this game as a little person, that's a big deal. Yep. It's a really big deal. Put on a real but yeah, it, to throw on the NHL sweater. Oh, and, sure. Yeah, I mean, but it's a step. And, and I think if I had to answer it in one sentence – for a lot of players, it's your first real indication to say, I, I have a lot of work to do. Well, I think the, the one thing that you, we should really uh, highlight is coming up on Wednesday. That's an important day. We won't see them on the ice, but the Flames will want to see progression on, on the, uh, you know, the program. The fitness side you, of things. The fitness. You better be where they want you to be because if you're not, mm-hmm. that puts you behind the eight ball because there's a bunch of guys on this list they're going to be well and it's it's different too right like we used to be used to use camp and all that sort of stuff to get in shape it's a different mentality now right you better be in shape from the first time you get there for that's the expectation from everybody in the organization yeah it doesn't work that way at any at any point and almost logan and kelly at any level you don't you you this is uh this is full-time work you know, you don't you don't come to camp, and if you do, and that's the other thing about you know, Logan, your question about the big picture. You know, for some of the the real young guys, the eighteen year olds, you find out pretty fast too in in fitness testing if you're really up to certain levels, and even how you compare amongst your peers and and the guys who have been around. You know, who might be twenty one or twenty two when you're eighteen. It's like the classic story if you talk about, you know, the guys from 89 when the training camp was, yeah, just have a, a little run around the uh, stampede track there and uh, we'll see how you are. And the, the story that uh, I think Terry Jones says it, uh, Dave Semenko, you know, the legend uh, who went way too soon, uh, he would talk about, uh, he'd phone up, you know, the, the Oilers and say, uh, yeah, my, my training's going okay, but it's just, it's not really good when I, when I run, my 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 smoke keeps going out. <laughs> I can't, can't keep my cigarette lit. This is not really working out for me. So no, it has changed. No. It has changed for sure. A lot. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Lou, we'll get to maybe we'll get to really hammer your list uh, tomorrow and see what else is going on. Are you okay, okay. Uh, after uh, the Vikes? Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, you know. Yeah, you, you had a you had a rough uh, weekend. The Riders didn't do well. Yeah, that wasn't Canadians, so good. Canadians you know, Layla didn't Layla no. didn't win, but love her to pieces, and what a show she put on. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't number one on the list. But last thing I'll leave you with: with those purple guys, 
my expectation is below toilet level. So, <laughs> okay. Oh, Lou, we will talk tomorrow for sure. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Bye bye. Flames Insider, Peter Lubardius, brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovations should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group, now offering air miles, reward miles. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. The NFC North, I mean, did anybody win? No, 0-4. Everyone's got zero points. 0-4. So. Lou, you're first place. Yeah. It's okay. You lost. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Kelly Kurz, Logan Gordon, it is uh, Hockey Central right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Two o'clock means... The arrival of Steinberg and Nalt for the big show. And we know Pat is a big-time stats geek. He likes the uh, the analytics. He loves Corsi. He's uh, he's a geek about it, and he knows it. Coming in the 2 o'clock hour, it is the debut of the one, the only, uh, this is going to be fun, the deep dive. So find out why your team lost in, like, excruciating detail. We'll do it for the NFL and what they saw yesterday. Uh, it's all brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. Sports betting is now live at PlayAlberta.ca. Enjoy a $20 free bet on your first deposit. Conditions apply. Must be 18 years of age or older. If you gamble, use your game sense. It's been a long time coming since I thought I could read a liner about um, single-game wagering being legal in this province, but I just did. So, you know, things are progressing. All right. I'm going to ask Logan a few questions about uh, the three teams in, well, three of the uh, four teams in Western Canada, if you consider Manitoba, Western Canada, it's maybe Central Canada, depending on your geography. But we're going to talk about the Flames, the Oilers, and the Canucks next, right here on Hockey Central. Hockey Central continues on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon, big show coming up at 2 o'clock in football from Vegas tonight. As we got it for you, Monday Night Football right here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Uh, the Raiders and the Ravens, uh, we start at 6, kick off about 20 after. It will be awesome. Blue Jays take on Tampa Bay. That starts 5 o'clock on Sportsnet West. It was so much sports this weekend, Logo. I did not know what to do with myself. I think our audience was was pretty dialed in because there was all kinds of stuff to pay attention to. Almost too much, really. I mean, we waited and waited, and we were rewarded with lots of amazing baseball, football. Even if you like tennis, it was there for you, too. Yeah, baseball, the the Blue Jays exploded on the weekend. Saturday was nuts. Holy back-to-back 11-run games. Yeah, CFL triple to, header. Then they yeah. put up twenty two on Sunday. They're outscoring NFL teams. And you had your your uh, NFL, your choice of NFL games on Sunday for most of us. It was a it was a pretty good sports week. It's too bad that uh, one of the Canadians couldn't finish it off at the U.S. Open, but still, uh, yeah. good to have them in the conversation. And Stampeders roar back on Saturday up in Edmonton, so they split that series and get ready to take on the Hamilton Tiger Cats as. Uh, this is uh, getting to be very interesting, this this 14-game uh, schedule for the uh, Canadian Football League. And Chris Jones is back. I mean, there's just a million storylines. And here we go. We'll see what goes on. 2 o'clock, the arrival of the voice. And I know they'll talk NFL. And uh, they'll probably talk the Blue Jays, too, if I know them. So I, Yeah, I imagine we'll find some time for uh, all of those 44 runs over three days. It is Hockey days. Central. Uh, it is Sportsnet 960, the fan. Thanks so much for keeping us around today. We appreciate it. 
one of the things we teased uh, off the top is we're going to talk about the uh, the Western Canadian teams. At least three out of the four in Western Canada. I will I will count Winnipeg as a Western Canadian team. Um, there are so many questions, and we we talk about it all the time. Questions in Calgary. There's questions in Vancouver, and there's questions in Edmonton. They are different questions, though, my friend Logan. I mean, there are. Mm. If you look at the Edmonton Oilers, you know they really want to get going. They got two of the most incredible offensive players we've seen in the NHL in a long, long time. They want to, uh, you know, do a little bit better than get swept by the Winnipeg Jets. So they have, you know, they've made some changes, you know, on their back end. And you know whether you think Duncan Keith is done and finished, but he certainly has a pedigree. He is there. Cody Cece, the the man that could have been a flame way back when, uh, is is there. Uh, they went out and signed Zach Hyman, and and did some lesser stuff too. And then you then you go to the to the Canucks, and they make the big trade there to get uh, Ekman Larson uh, up to Canada, and they they get rid of some some bad contracts, and so that's where that's where they go. Arizona, they go to the desert to to hang out. They get Connor Garland, who everyone just jumps up and down about. Um, and the Flames, I mean, obviously, when you get your, you know, when you see your defenseman, your team leader, your team captain go in the expansion draft and and you add, you know, obviously one of the big fish at, at free agency, Blake Coleman, who brings you some speed and some grit and some winning uh, and a, a full season to, to get ready for Daryl Sutter uh, and some other, you know, bottom six kind of additions. Each team, you know, needs to make the playoffs for sure. Um, and we'll talk about Winnipeg in a sec. Just easier to talk about the yeah. the Pacific Division teams. Because if if you look at that that division, um Las Vegas, unless they have a giant, you know fall from grace. Fall from grace or they just finally uh you know something catches up to them, they are, you know, odds-on favorites to be number one in the Pacific Division. Um, followed by the Oilers, unless, you know, Mike Smith shows his age and their goaltending's a problem and these defense don't really do that much and they can't seem to get it together. Um, and then you have the Flames and you have the Oiler, uh, the Canucks. Canucks. Yeah. Um, then you have Seattle in there and you have that dynamic of a, a new expansion team. You have the California teams, which are going in very uh, rebuilding in different ways. Yeah. Uh, San Jose looks like they are really in the glue. Are going to have some problems. Los Angeles, I think, is a is my sleeper pick in that division to be better than maybe we think they're going to be. And um, Anaheim, not sure about. They got lots of young guys that that maybe need to show that they are ready to take that next step. And it was weird because the Canadian teams played the Canadian teams, and then you have that, you know that chunk of of the you know the Arizonas and all those teams playing each other all the time so it's we haven't seen these guys head to head no so when you look at the western you know the three western canadian teams in the pacific division there are some massive question marks there are some massive expectations from the fans from the players from ownership this is going to be very interesting and unfortunately not everybody is going to have a happy story to write at the end of the season. No, it's interesting. And the Pacific Division as a whole is interesting because it's sort of tiered out, whereas Vegas, you mentioned, is the 
predominant contender of the division, the one that's, you know, gone on multiple Stanley Cup runs uh, to the finals and uh, big old it, payroll. You, exactly, right? You, you kind of know what they are. They're in a contending window where the Flames, Canucks, and Oilers all want to be and are trying to make moves to get there. Yes. But going about it in, in different ways, right? The, the Canucks building on a young core. The Oilers very much, you know, pushing off of the likes of a, a McDavid and a Dreisaitl, uh, and the Flames doing it with, you know, presumably the same core of forwards that they've had the last couple of years and sort of, uh, to steal Will Nolte's term, you know, changing out the deck chairs uh, on the boat, right? The main part of it stays the same, but trying some different pieces around it. And then it's it's funny because the California teams kind of tear them as towards the bottom of the division and rebuilding in, in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you've seen Vegas, or not Vegas, excuse me, Los Angeles, like you mentioned. They're trying to turn this ship around with the veterans, right? They've still got the Kopitars. They've still got the Dowdies that you can rely on a bit. But Anaheim, sprinkling, yeah, sprinkling, sprinkling in. in the young guys and some other free agents here and there. Anaheim jettisoned the vets. Corey Perry was out of there. Gets left, way reduced number. And then San Jose still hasn't really made that full turn. They've still got those big-name contracts, the Carlsons, the Burns, Couture's that are all in there. The the Flames, Oilers, and Canucks are funny because they're all in that same spot, but they have to go about it very differently. And I don't know if there's any bigger question than Vancouver right now with training camp around the corner, no Hughes, no Pedersen deal as of right now. You probably don't have the money. It's very similar to the Kachuk, the Kachuk situation in Calgary a couple of years ago. You probably want them long-term, but I don't think you have the money to sign both of them long-term. They no. have just just a smidge under $11 million in cap. That's that's not going to get eight-year deals done for both of those guys. Yep. And it's, you know, we're September 13th, and nothing yet. I know they're working on could it. Be your, and that could be your two best players that, that, as of right now, probably have no incentive to show up to training camp unless they get a deal. And when you think about Edmonton, Vancouver, and Calgary, they also have to do this uh, um, push to get into the playoffs. Edmonton, I think, is, is you know, unless something implodes on their on their back end, they look a little bit better to make a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. But in Western Canada, you have to do it under an immense spotlight. The pressure is higher. I bet you, if we asked uh, you know some Kings fans, uh, do you know that you're rebuilding? It's like, oh, we are. Yeah. Because it's it's a different kind of uh, situation yeah. for American teams in those markets. They're popular and they have their fans, but they certainly aren't on on sports talk radio. People going, "What are the Ducks doing? What yeah. is the matter? Like, why would you bring him? Back? You know, all that kind of stuff." We're here. Everybody has been talking about these three teams and will continue to do this. We haven't they haven't started training camp yet. And and everyone is freaking out. Look at our look at our text line after the signings of last week. People had already made their decision. Yeah, you know they completely hit the panic button. So this is going to be interesting to see. I think of all the you know any and you have Winnipeg obviously in the other division. Um, they're kind of just quietly going about their business. Can they get to that next level? That will be the interesting part to see what happens to them. I I don't know what happened in that Montreal series. But that was uh, after such a great, you know, they got, you know, that huge, you know, monkey off their back by beating the Oilers and showing they could they could play it their way. 
you mentioned you see what they end up doing. They've been kind of quiet too. You don't hear a bunch like, of them. I think they like I it like that being way. Quiet. Though. I think they're perfectly fine being the the team in the center of the big hockey nation, but never being the spotlight of the. They're fi- I think they're perfectly fine letting Kevin Day off and Paul Just Maurice do, do their thing, and they're not going to sit there and have conversations about. Oh, is Kevin Day off on the hot seat? You know, guess what? Benning, Treliving, Holland are on the hot seat. One of those guys don't make the playoffs. You're talking serious conversations. I don't think they have those in Winnipeg. And I think they're perfectly okay with that. I think they're perfectly fine with trusting the process, understanding that it's, it's you know, usually a multi-year thing that you don't just make a jump all of a sudden to being a, a Stanley Cup contender. And sometimes you're going to have those you know, they wiped the floor with Edmonton in four games, but then they, they lost it against Montreal. But there hasn't been a panic to that, you know, because they've been there before. This group has been there before. And I think they still have conversations. And you talk with Haas, you know, every couple of weeks and we we get our, our Jets talk in there with them. But it's a much more measured approach, it feels like, in Winnipeg. They kind of know that there's not going to be a big overreact button to it. And, cause, and and frankly, there could be because you look at the, the Pierre-Luc Dubois move from last year with Patrick Laine, it really hasn't worked out the way that they sh- they hoped. No. You shouldn't be necessarily relying on Paul Stastny at 35 to come in and play the kind of minutes that he has. But the fan base says, okay, look, he's a young guy. Laine wasn't happy here. We'll, we'll work on it and get better. Uh, sometimes that's not the same attitude that happens east or west uh, of Winnipeg. No. Right? Especially in Ontario, especially out here in Alberta and, and west. It, it's not usually the same sentiment. A move that big with minimal results to show, I think, would have people pulling up their hair here. They're, yeah. it's just, they're okay being a little bit under but, the radar. And then if you go east of that, Toronto Maple Leafs, which obviously gets all kinds of media attention, obviously too much. What are you much talking attention. about? Well, they do. Um, what I saw a story about who is going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs locker room DJ this year. Well, who That's is a real be? thing that I saw. Is there, is there a front runner at all, or uh... Uh, apparently Alexander Kerfoot is the guy? Yeah, didn't didn't he, care, but you can tell I read it because yeah, why would DJ I? DJ Power Play. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're in a weird spot because are they going to rise or now that they're back in the division with all the hard teams is it going to be way tougher on them? I think it's going to be way tougher on them, and I don't think that team is anywhere near no. what the Toronto fans didn't are last year feel like the spot for them. Well, I, everyone talked about it because it seemed like the perfect spot for the Leafs. You don't have to deal with Tampa for a while. You don't have to deal with Boston off Got the Montreal start. Got Montreal on the run here. We're up. We're going to be good. You are no problem. clearly one of the more talented teams in this division. And you, uh, of all teams, you know, have had playoff success and failure that some of the other teams in the North division didn't have last year. And you blew it again. Yeah. And yeah. now you're, you're going in with a, don't get me wrong, I think Peter Mrazek and Jack Campbell are a, a fine enough goaltending tandem. And until one of them gets hurt, then I have serious yeah. questions. And again, it's sort of the same old, same old in Toronto, where it, it's not much different than here. Sometimes I think it's in in different strides because I think the talent level is different. But when your your core group of forwards sometimes don't live up to expectations, that's the the mandate from the fan base. It hasn't changed there either. No, no. And, and Montreal, like they make I, 
And they'd be tough to make the playoffs this year. Gonna be really tough. I don't. We, me and Will had this conversation post the loss to Tampa Bay when the news about Shea Weber started coming out. You can't replace that guy. No. He would have given you everything he had. Yeah, and he's you such a deterrent can't. out there and such a leader. No, and is Christian Dvorak a fine enough player? Yeah, he's he's fine enough. I don't know that he, he suddenly pushes you into contender status. I don't think he's like one of those guys, you know, what's no. going to push us over the top to win a playoff ride Short or Short off-season, man. Yeah. Tough division. Yikes. Yeah, yeah we'll see. This is going to be interesting. Well, we talked about it off the top. The uh, Flames have their prospects camp. They'll uh, they'll get the old measurements and get on the, the bike and do all that stuff on Wednesday. And then on-ice sessions at the Saddle Dome Thursday, Friday. And then they will do their uh, their rookie game. Now, usually the last few years, we went up to Red Deer and did this, but I guess we're going to go up to Edmonton and do it. So we'll have that game for you at 5 o'clock on Saturday. And, I mean, it, it, who cares who wins or loses in, in that type of game, but it's just going to be curious to see, you know, you know, a year out how these guys have progressed and who's gotten better, who's gotten stronger, who looks a little lost out there. There's always storylines, so I'm looking forward to that. And They'll do the same thing a week tonight. Strength enough election night, so our election night coverage will be the uh, Flames and Oilers uh, prospects game. But that's what we do. Some of those six sixty cut-ins and yeah. intermission. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> let's go live to the the newsroom. Yeah. Um. So looking forward to that for sure. And and I just think the 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 Canadian teams out west fascinating in, in different levels. And uh, we will begin to find out. Hey, coming up, we're got a kind of a cool promotion going on. Sportsnet nine sixty, the fan. Getting ready to help out with the grand opening out in Canmore. The mountains, Can Golf. This is pretty cool. We're going to give uh, one lucky uh, listener and their buddy quite the, uh, quite the weekend. We're going to have some fun out there. Uh, you're going to be able to experience Can Golf with our, our very own Ryan Pinder and Luke Elvey, who uh, lives out there. This is his spot. And uh, so you're going to hear stories about the PGA. You're going to hear all kinds of stuff. You'll get to do the simulated golf and, and really see what they, what they have to offer. We'll give you a $250 gift card out there, take you out to lunch, all kinds of stuff, even put you up at the hotel. Boys are going to do the show out there. So if you want to uh, find out details, just go to the old website, sportsnet.ca slash 960. Go to contest, enter to win, and get ready. It's all brought to you by Can Golf. The new hotspot in Canmore featuring five state-of-the-art simulators, a best-of-the-bow food and drinks menu, plus a big event space, too. It is awesome. I've seen the pictures. The grand opening is coming, and we will be there. And your chance to win with Sportsnet 960 The Fan. We will uh, put a wrap on Hockey Central and get you ready for a busy big show coming up at 2 right here on Sportsnet 960. This is Hockey Central on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon putting a wrap on Hockey Central, making way for the boys on the big show and a busy show today. Oh, my God, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. Flames news, as always. We've got, uh, well, fantasy football to talk about. We've got a Monday nighter that I think is going to be cool. Uh, lots of people obviously go to Vegas from this town, so you're familiar with it. I'm, I'm interested to see, like, we saw, saw the stadium last year, but with people in it and the whole, you know, full-time Vegas-type show. We saw what the Golden Knights can do. I wonder what the Raiders are going to do to top it. I can imagine it's going to be something. It's going to be good. When you put that much money into a stadium, you know there's a presentation that goes along yeah. with it. The end zones will be full. And 
it'll be uh, it'll be experience because it's so much different. You don't really appreciate those stadiums until they're full, full with seventy thousand yeah. people. And yeah, the one last night was something else. Oh. Like even just on TV, so far, scene, yeah. Like that is, I guess that's what two billion dollars gets you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you've got a couple billion mm-hmm. sitting around, you you too could yeah. have a, <laughs> a wonderful <laughs> stadium, a stadium to host football games and concerts. And and. Uh, we were talking about are we going to be taking these Blue Jays games? What are we going to do? And and you know, they have a crazy series against Baltimore. They are in a playoff spot right now as we speak, and they open up a three game series against the Tampa Bay Rays, which is always interesting. At least this one's in Toronto, not where they uh, Death Valley for them yeah. at the Trop, where they play horrible year after year. Speaking of. Not great stadiums in Tampa Bay. Oh, she's a little rough one there. Ooh. So that's that's an interesting story to see what's going on. And uh, the CFL, I know, we'll we'll find out a little bit more. You know, Bo looked a little bit, well, second half looked better. Defense came to play for the Stampeders. That sure was the did. difference, right? You know, it's like, yeah. Trevor Harris, okay. Let's see if you can do it with, uh, you know, four guys on top of you. So I, I thought that was, it was a, a statement game. For, for the Stamps' defense on uh, on Saturday. Um, not a great crowd there in Edmonton for the return match. I thought we were a little more more folks than that, but maybe they're still kind of... That stadium's a tricky one, too, though. Yeah. It's too, it's another one. It's it's too big for the, uh, you know, and they've the got CFL that game. You track don't need 50,000 know, yeah. around I've never been a fan of that stadium, whether no. it was for football or... Some of the concerts no. I've been to, you know, I'm not a fan of the city either. So that's, yeah, that's pro- fair. Probably uh, puts me in a firm, but fair. Yeah, that's kind of the way it goes. So that that's happening. We've got lots going on in the go, which which uh, we love. It's absolutely fantastic. And uh, yeah, we had like back to back to back games. We had the Blue Jays game on yesterday. Then the, the Broncos win in New York. And then we had, uh, well, it was close for a while, Sunday Nighter. So that's <laughs> yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. And then... Uh, the Rams just sort of just took it away, and that was it. We have a new uh, new uh, feature coming up. Well, it's a new old feature. The return of a feature. It's the return of the deep dive, and I am hoping to hear some submarine noises or some diving board noises. Mm. See if I can find that. See if find that somewhere. You know, get our best people on it. Well, see, I'm going to be on time. We're kind of on time. If I get out of here, if I say, you know, that's the end of the show, Will and yeah, Will and Pat are coming up next. You know, should be should be good. So this is me saying thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow, uh, yeah. and uh, here uh, we yeah, go. Yeah, a little uh, timing, little big show starting at rated for one. your Monday uh, at ten oh ten. Yeah, yeah. Okay, bye.